Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation today will focus on digital assets, including cryptocurrencies, and the important considerations to be mindful of, namely the risk factors, though also the scope of the opportunity set, and how investors can make informed decisions when it comes to participation in this area. So joining me for the conversation today, glad to welcome back to Top of the Morning, Mike Gord, Investment Associate Analyst Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So, Mike, good morning. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us today. Hi, Dan. Thanks, thanks for having me. Happy to be back to discuss this uh exciting topic. Absolutely. And Mike, I know to that point, the Chief Investment Office recently authored a publication, which you co-authored. A title is Distributed Ledgers and Digital Assets. And uh, Mike, I do understand that the report is about cryptocurrencies, but given its length, it is a substantial piece. I was going through it myself. There has to be much more than that to include and speak about than just cryptocurrencies. Would that be correct? Can you take us through the key focuses of the report? Yeah, absolutely. So yes, you did. You hinted at the length there, uh, and it is long, but it's long for a purpose, and it's because in it we try to cover all of the most relevant topics in the digital asset ecosystem of today. So as we go through the piece, we begin a bit up front by explaining, uh, you know, the technology, the distributed ledger technology behind blockchains. Uh, we also touch on the significant contribution to that of smart contracts, auto-executing contracts. Uh, so once we have that kind of educational framework down, we're able to take the readers through the various players in the crypto sphere, from you know the underlying code developers to the transaction miners, the exchange operators, users, support services, and more. So once we have all of that out of the way, then we get to really hit the fun stuff. Uh, we spend a fairly large section of the paper discussing possible application areas, or to phrase it differently, businesses or business models that could benefit from switching from a centralized ledger ecosystem to a distributed one. Um, and, and in this section, we also unpack the nuanced differences between how we in CIO distinguish a coin from a token and really what that means. Um, then we spend a good bit of time looking at uh, central bank digital currencies. So CBDCs, these are abbreviated. Uh, you know, this is a, a pretty big topic. You'll see lots of headlines about it. And, and given that there are already many pilot projects underway around the globe, uh, we thought it was, it was valuable to touch on this as well. Uh, after that, we dig into some of the opportunities for disruption uh, and we look at what types of businesses, you know, this technology is already helping to disintermediate. Uh, the examples that we touch upon most significantly are in finance through De DeFi or decentralized finance. You know, these are uh, finance projects that operate in a peer-to-peer -peer capacity without, a, a, you know, an official middleman like a bank or, or other financial institution. Uh, and then we discuss arts and, and other physical goods markets and the explosion of activity recently uh, in NFTs or non-fungible token markets. Uh, you know, and then lastly, we get into the key risks, as there are many, um, you know, legal, reputational, technical, operational, market, rep you know, it's just so many risks in this space. Uh, and, you know, we discussed the risks in the context of the investment implications for this technology and how we would recommend our clients 
position to gain exposure from from the potential growth of this ecosystem. So that that's the paper at a high level, Dan. Highly recommend anyone interested to to get their hands on a copy and, and dig into it, though. There's a lot to unpack there. It sounds like a one-stop shop, and do encourage, to your point, Mike, really emphasize this, that our clients listening in, uh, please contact your financial advisor if you'd like to receive a copy of the publication. Again, Distributed Ledgers and Digital Assets, the education note, though the piece can also be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO. But thank you for the run-through there, Mike. Now, if we turn our focus to what is likely the critical conclusions of the report for many of our listeners. Mike, what would you say are the key investment implications and takeaways that your readers should gather? Great question. So, you know, we come at we come at this conclusion of the investment implications and takeaways from a number of angles, all, all worth exploring more deeply within the report itself. Uh, but at a high level, most importantly, we're not advocating for our clients to go in and buy you know, the actual tokens like Bitcoin or Ether or others. You know, should they want to go ahead and do that anyway? We understand that there are clients that do. Uh, you know, we recommend that it should only be a very small percentage of their overall assets, and they should be both prepared and comfortable with the idea of losing everything that they invest, given the risks. Now, we also don't recommend that clients invest directly in, in exposed firms like those that have added significant amounts of crypto assets to their balance sheet. Uh, you know, these companies tend to trade very highly correlated to the underlying digital assets that you know, we're also not recommending our clients invest in. Now, with that out of the way, we do recommend investments in ecosystem participants. So you know, those are the platform operators of blockchain-based applications. Uh, those are companies involved in things like fintech and decentralized finance. And, and other business models that are that are early adopters of this technology. And one of the best ways that we think uh, our clients can get involved is through private market placements for those investors that are able to access them. Uh, these funds will just have earlier opportunities to access some of the most promising applications and businesses. So with all of that, we also consider how these assets may look within the context of a multi-asset portfolio. Now, given the short lifespan of this asset class so far, it, it's difficult to draw firm conclusions one way or another. Uh, but one thing that we can say for certain is that adding exposure directly to the coins themselves always will increase your overall portfolio volatility. And when you look at the other side of the equation, the return side of the equation, it only adds a benefit, this exposure only adds a benefit when both the purchase and the sale of the digital asset are timed properly. And given the overall volatility of these markets, that's not the easiest thing to do. Now, we have a few good charts in the report that help visualize this issue that, that I recommend uh, our listeners take a look at. Um, but then lastly, in this, in this section, we also discuss the Bitcoin versus traditional gold, or is Bitcoin a digital version of gold? Uh, so we look at that argument from the investment context, and our summary conclusion is no, Bitcoin is not digital gold. You know, it doesn't share many of the same properties. Perhaps the one that they do share is that they have finite supply. But given the lack of liquidity in Bitcoin markets, the lack of universal acceptance and lack of essential real world applications, 
Bitcoin's not close to a gold equivalent in our view. So those are, at a high level, the investment implications from the report there. Of course, as we round out our conversation for this morning, any discussion in this space would be lacking if we didn't touch upon the various risks facing the industry. So can you walk us through some of the biggest risks potential investors should be aware of? Sure. So I often hear people say investing in crypto is risky. Uh, To me, that feels like an understatement. There are just so many risks beyond the risks that we would consider when evaluating an investment in any other asset class. You know, we, we walk through these in detail in the report, but at a high level, you know, let's start with legal and regulatory risk. Stream, as we've as we've recently seen, China has has just you know in the last few months moved to make all crypto-related activities illegal, just just like that with the stroke of a pen. You know, while we don't expect a similar response from you know, Western developed nations, regulatory scrutiny and likelihood of action is very high. So again, with the stroke of a pen, even in the US and, and, and other similar markets, you know, certain business models could become completely obsolete because regulators decide, you know, that this should not be allowed. You know, beyond regulatory, we have technical and operational risks. Been a, quite a few uh, major cyber attacks on crypto projects recently, if you've been following the space. Um, but most of those have been able to be executed just because of faulty code. You know, these projects are built on code that in many instances has been peer reviewed before going live, but you know, that doesn't offer that much protection. You know, there's no regulator that's actually looking at all of this code and auditing it. Um, and you know, those that have had their wallets drained can attest to the technical risks here. Or, or how about the recent situation? Um, Bitfinex, one of the major cryptocurrency exchanges, recently paid $23.7 million, roughly, to send a $100,000 transaction. Uh, a bit steep. Um, but since transactions over the blockchain are immutable and irreversible, you know, they were forced to, to go directly to the miner and ask for those funds to be returned due to the error. You know, the majority of the funds were returned in this instance, but there's no reason that they had to be. You know, that buyer could have just said, no way, that's what you paid me. So just uh, the examples are, do a really good job of highlighting some of these risks. Uh, you know, but beyond the technical risks, there's also market risks. Like uh, there's massive, massive holding concentrations among many of the most valuable projects. Uh, so an unwinding of the position by even a single large holder which in the space is called a whale, you know, that could really magnify price swings that are already experiencing annual abilities upwards of 50 to 100% or, or more. Um, or how about the reputational risk associated with investing in an asset class really been pilloried as a, as a waste of energy and a major contributor to carbon emissions? You know, while I expect that blockchains operating with less energy rigorous requirements are going to have more staying power, the Bitcoin blockchain, for example, it, you know, it looks here to stay and it uses more energy today on an annual basis than the nation of the Philippines. So, you know, as investors are hunting for ESG investments, this energy demand is going to be a greater and greater deterrent. So you know, those are just at a very high level, some of the risks that we touch on in the paper, uh, but they are significant and they, you know, anybody looking at the space should be aware of those. Yeah. 
Well, Mike, very helpful insights and guidance into what is a very complex and vast topic. So, Mike, thank you for dropping by top of the morning today to walk our listeners, our clients through some of the more notable investment implications and risk considerations. And of course, as we've been stressing throughout this conversation, we do encourage our clients to have a conversation with their financial advisor and be sure to get a hold of uh, the education note, the paper, distributed ledgers and digital assets. Uh, Though, Mike, thank you again for joining us today. This is a conversation we can certainly follow up on, so we'll look forward to having you back on again with us soon. Absolutely, Dan. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Mike. And again, today we've been joined by Mike Gordon, Investment Associate Analyst Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So as a reminder to our clients and our listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can all be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO, including, of course, the publication which Mike Gord has been making reference to during our conversation today, the education note from the Chief Investment Office on distributed ledgers and digital assets. The primer was published on September 16th. It's now available for you on UBS.com forward slash CIO. Though again, for clients, please reach out to your financial advisor if you would like to receive a copy of the primer. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. UBS Financial Services, Inc. does not conduct any business within the digital asset space. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.